When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, David Choate's probably crying right now, thinking about the terrible life decisions he'd made playing football and not chasing uh, uh, the cash in baseball. The former All-White, part of our FIFA World Cup commentary team here on SENZ, joins us now. Ralphie, welcome to the show. Crying Brazilian tears this morning, Daniel. Brazil gone. The neutrals. My my favourite team, they're gone. So uh, that's my sadness today. Um, but, But if you're a Croatia fan... You'll be dancing in the streets. Fantastic result for him. David, is it a... Numbers, is it, oh, sorry. Sorry, Grant, you go. Oh, is it a stupid question as to why Brazil's your fa- most favourite team? Oh, the 80s, um, 82, uh, when the All-Whites first made it there, that sort of pricked, pricked up my ears to football, I suppose. And, and that side was full of um, the Zicos, the Socrates, uh, Junior, and all these guys playing in that lovely yellow strip. It's always, for me represented sort of the uh, the beautiful game. They've not always been beautiful and they were momentarily beautiful at this tournament, but they go home uh, uh, at the hands of Croatia after another long late show penalty shootout. Very hard way to uh, exit the tournament. Yeah, Brazil had uh, the better of um, the action, didn't they, in the, in the final third? I think they had 20 shots on goal, 11 on target. I thought Gvardio, um, you know, scrambled brilliantly. Levakovic in goal, I thought, was excellent. The Croatian midfield did what they did. Um, the, the held possession from, from time to, to sort of take the sting out of the game. So th- they coped. But Brazil, what did they lack to turn that sort of dominance um, into ultimately a winning performance? It took to about 105 minutes, and I thought they'd done all they needed to do with that wonderful goal for Neymar. If you haven't seen it, have a look. The football's fantastic. It's one-touch football, weaving into the box and then the dancing feet of Neymar to smash it top corner. That's a dream, a peach of a goal. Um, and I thought that was probably enough to win them the match. They were undone with almost the last kick of extra time with uh, with uh, a deflected shot from the edge of the area. So I think they sort of did most of it right. Um, but in the end, uh, if you don't give yourself breathing room, you leave yourself open to the counterpunch. They got hit. And then in the penalty shootout, it becomes a bit of a lottery. But not so much of Yulabakovic. He's done this before. Uh, um, he is a, a beast of a goalkeeper around the penalty shootout. So he is the Croatian unlikely hero again. Uh, when your goalkeeper's the hero, though, Daniel, I do worry about you as a footballing outfit. <laughs> they are limited up top. There's no denying that. Sorry, Grant. No, that's all right. David, um, I want to find out, I mean... We're going to go into our sporting bets that you need to run a mile from. So I'm going to pick your brain because last time I did that, we um, we actually got uh, Thomas Wardrum to call the draw with the All Blacks uh, England. So I will be picking your brain about some some scores. But I've asked everyone around football World Cup, like, why are there so many upsets? Tough game football because it's uh, you've got to find the back of the net, and that's the hardest thing in football. So if you stay close to a team. Uh, you keep them away from your goal. I've said in this tournament particularly, the longer the tournament goes, 
It's about not losing, not necessarily winning. If you get the, uh, my drift, it's about keeping people away from your goal, not necessarily attacking the other goal as much as you might need to. So it's a, it's a, it's a tough game. One goal does it. And uh, as we've seen in the second game this morning, even a two-goal buffer leaves you open to a 10-minute barrage where you drop a couple of goals and you're, you're back in it. So uh, it is a, it's a hard game to uh, get your head around. The funny thing in the second game this morning for me, Grant, was an example. The Dutch were absolutely hammering uh, away for the last 10 minutes of their match against Argentina. Extra time started, and both teams went back into their shell and said, we're not going to lose. So it's a game that you don't lose, not necessarily you go out to win all of the time. Croatia, just a few thoughts on them. Didn't have a shot on goal until the actual goal, 118 minutes into the game. So they lack serious quality in that final third. It actually makes their story all the more amazing, doesn't it? Finals four years ago, defence midfield, I think, did what we expected of them. But it's hard to imagine what they could achieve if they had a forward line, David. They, they never they never seemingly tire. They, they never believe they're out of a game. Yeah, well, I keep on using the adjective they're a good side, which is probably doing them an injustice. Uh, I'll go as far as to say they're a very good side. They are a very good side, but they would be a great side if they could bring back uh, the likes of Dabo Suka, if you remember him from uh, a generation yeah. ago. Man, Manjuc, Manjuc, like Manjusic, I can't even say his name. Um, they've always <laughs> had someone at the top, the top, the top end who, who sort of finishes your squad off. But this squad doesn't have it, so they don't need it. They've got a midfield three that are as good as anyone in the world game. And then Luka Modric, who I thought had his best game overnight. The game this morning, Modric was impeccable. Uh, at he was. Or whatever. Uh, he was outstanding. Uh, they have a good midfield, a uh, great midfield. They have a great midfield. It's, um, it's a midfield that just keeps recycling the ball, just keeps coming at you. Um, so they've got everything else uh, in, their, in their locker, except maybe the pointy end. So they play to stay in matches and uh, they probably won't uh, go away too easily in a semi-final. So don't back them uh, or don't not back them to go through to the final. I think they're a, as good a chance as any. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of neutrals who are sad about Brazil being out. David, being the Brazilian fan, is sad about it. Uh, you know, the anti-football brigade will be complaining again today. But Croatia don't care about your feelings when it comes to, to knockout stages. Four penalty shootouts have won over the last two World Cups. That's uh, kind of amazing. So we went on to the second one. Uh, the neutrals, no doubt, would have been uh, rooting for Argentina. Uh, Messi has been uh, excellent. I, I don't think his side has hit the heights. Gee, David, that first half, well, through to the, the first goal, was so cagey. Two sides who did not want to take a risk at all, and it was a thing of beauty, a messy pass, spotting Molina, I think it was, uh, that, that finally opened up the scoring. Well, it was that don't lose mantra uh, that I spoke about earlier. They just were playing not to lose, if you know what I mean. And I thought both sides were cancelling each other out in that regard. The difference with this Argentinian side is they have uh, the little maestro, Lionel Messi, is um, the best going around at the moment. And without Messi, Argentina become a bit toothless. Uh, with Messi, he can change the game. That goal was a wonderful example of uh, assist play from Messi, but he was at the heart of every good move they had, really. Messi is their go-to. Without Messi, they don't go very far in the tournament, I don't think. Um, but the rest of them, they remind me of junkyard dogs. And what I mean by that is they are just fighters. They'll bark and they'll snap away for the whole hour and a half of normal time. And then into extra time, they don't slow down. So they're a side that has uh, the little master um, in Lionel Messi. He is a magician. 
and he can win the World Cup for them. And that would be the romantic finish for his career because he'll be at his last World Cup, there's no doubt about that. David, uh, a lot of people speak about individuals and uh, I'm guessing like similar to cricket, it's not necessarily those teams with amazing dynamic individuals that, that win the game, is it? World Cup's more about team cohesion and how much of a build-up they have as a team together because not a lot of these teams actually have or spend time together as a team to get their combinations right. I think that you're right. that This, this World Cup will be won by the best team in the end. And you'd say that a team like Argentina are playing like a team. They are um, fighting together. They are united on the pitch. You can see their celebrations with their fans. They're at one with their people. They're at one with their with their fan base. Uh, they are all in, but they have this X-factor player who can just put the uh, cherry on top, I think. So So I think that the side that wins it will be the side that's got the togetherness about them. But if you look at the sides that are left, they've all got a togetherness about them now. There's not really, barring Portugal, where you'll wonder if Ronaldo is playing his own game a bit. The rest of them seem to be playing for their shirt. And always, the Argentinians, the Brazilians, and more latterly, the English, pulling on the shirt means a lot to them. And you can see that in the performances. Uh, David Choda's with us as we recap uh, the first couple of quarterfinals and look ahead. Before we do that, uh, just finishing up this Dutch-Argentinia game, it looked like it was safe when Messi makes it 2-0 after 70-odd minutes. The Dutch, I thought, were pretty pedestrian in position and on attack throughout the game. Their first shot on goal, David, came in the 83rd minute. Down 2-0, they finally scored with their first shot on target. Valtvik also smart-headed to give them a sniff. But please explain that set piece to those who have not seen it. 11 minutes into added time that sent this one. Yeah, 11 minutes into added time sent this one into extra time. It's, it's, it's quite bizarre, um, the goal for, for the Dutch, but a beautiful one nonetheless. Yeah, well, I was sitting on the couch, Daniel, sitting with my wife who, who knows um, less than most about football, and I made some utterance that, gee, that was brave. Um, and she said, what do you mean brave? I said, every other player in the world at the last kick of the game with a free kick on the edge of the box was looking to shoot. And that's what everyone was expecting. Except off the training pitch came the slide wall pass down the side of the wall into the Burnley striker, by the way. Burnley, hardly a glamour outfit. Uh, he, he spins and pokes it past the keeper for the most remarkable finish to a, uh, a quarterfinal match. It was both brave to not take the shot, um, but it was clever. It was well-constructed, clearly off the coaching uh, training pitch, you would say. Uh, but to pull that out with the last kick of the game, put it this way, if it doesn't go in, Daniel, there'll be a lot of people asking questions, why are you not shooting? <laughs> now, now, David, I want to ask you, obviously I said um, I'm going to try and get some intel here. I'm thinking there's been some amazing people that have punted and made a lot of money getting exact scores on Maltese. Now, I'm thinking Portugal-Morocco. I'm thinking Portugal 3-0. And I'm thinking France-England. I'm thinking 2-0 to France. How am I looking? I actually don't mind the shout. But no, I don't mind the shout, but I think it should pay plenty. Is that sort of telling you everything? That should pay a, a few dollars, I would have thought. Morocco haven't conceded many at this tournament, so I don't think there'll be lots of goals in it. Morocco remind me of Croatia uh, in that they are a side without stars, really, um, but they work really hard for themselves, and it's played in their neighbourhood. I'm saying Africa or North Africa is close enough to fill the stadium with a bit of uh, a bit of sort of energy that will back the Moroccans. 
The Moroccans, for me, are the uh, the longest of long shots to go through. I get that. But um, if you're looking for an upset, that's where I'd be looking. Yeah, I well, I'm not I'm not looking for an upset in either of those games, I reckon. I think Portugal... Are you just looking to retire with that bet, aren't you? <laughs> well, it all will be revealed later on on our sporting <laughs> right. bets you need to run a mile from. I can see, I can see where you go there. Portugal, Portugal last time out looked like a side that can score for fun. I get that. So um, there's no reason why, if that's the story of uh, the Portugal World Cup journey, um, that that won't continue. But... Uh, I think Morocco will be stiff, stiff opposition. I think they a cagey game. Early mm. goal, you're in the money. It changes the game. Um, as soon as you go behind, it does change the game. So maybe. I, I, I admire what I've seen from Morocco so much, but I do wonder how much have they got left in the tank. They look gassed at the end of that game. You know, players, you know, hobbling around for the last 10, 15 minutes. I know they'll be, uh, you know, rooted on by their incredible fans. It's really made it a home tournament for them. Uh, but England, France... How do, how do you see it playing out? That is the big one. I called it the World Cup final tomorrow morning. The winner out of that one wins the tournament for mine. I'm already having regret saying it, David, uh, because uh, predictions make fools of us at this tournament. How do you see that one? Yeah, well, I've for a long time said that France go in as favourites and go all the way to the final, and do they go back-to-back? Back, that would be um, history-making, or certainly you've got to go back uh, 50 or more years since uh, someone went back-to-back. Back. I think only two teams have ever gone back-to-back in a World Cup, so they will be uh, fighting history as well as an English side that's come together at this tournament better than most. Um, going in, there was a little bit of pessimism about the English, but the closest, closer I've got to this game, the more you sort of think about it, you think, well, England have lots of options. I did, um, I did play the funny game, sort of who's the best 11 if you had the French and the English squads? And I end up with about half the English squad in the, in the best 11. So I think this is really evenly balanced. I suspect this one's got extra time written all over it. Yeah. And I'll still say with France by a whisker. Um, although if they stop Mbappe, they go a long way to um, blunting that French attack. David, um, do you think that this World Cup has been one of the most memorable of all time? Just because um, of the up- yeah yeah for me the football um, or the levelling of the football playing field I mean this this African side is um, looking to write history to be the first African side through to a semi final Europe have dominated certainly the last twenty years and they're they're there, there or thereabouts again um, the the Asian uh, experience through Japan and South Korea coming out of their groups um, again says that the footballing world is evening up Australia um, Australia has certainly performed. Uh, with real credit to this part of the world, although they are in the Asian Confederation, um, they they represented uh, the Antipodes, if you like, um, you know, or the or the, the South Pacific, um, pretty well. So, um, yeah, I, I think memorable for its um, football. The football on the pitch has been uh, quality. Not much diving around, not much terrible refereeing, and that's usually what you talk about at World Cups. All the talk has been about the football, which is a good thing. David, thanks so much for dropping by, mate. You've done a brilliant job throughout this tournament. Enjoy the final few games. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, David. Yeah, thanks, Grant. Yeah, go over and lie down. (laughs) David Choate, former New Zealand international, part of our SCNZ commentary team for the FIFA World Cup. We are the home of the uh, World Cup. Uh, The remaining games, I think, all on the app. I think the final, though, will be on radio, although... um, 
might have to confirm that at a later date, but I'm pretty sure it is.